Welcome to Prophet Gideon Dancehall's podcast, where we spend time delving into the deep things of God. We're so happy to have you join us today, and we pray you are blessed. Prophet Gideon Dancehall is the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center, where God lives. We welcome you to a time of deep study and prayer. You can also join us in person on Sundays at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. We promise you, your life will never be the same. Look, the second chapter, verse number 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. Now, Father, bless us. Speak to us only in the language we understand. Let no one here be a son of perdition. Save families. Heal our families. Heal our sons and daughters. Bring our children back home. We curse confusion and contention and manipulation of the enemy. We decree right now that God in your house. Your house is established. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank God today as we bring the subject of building Godly family to a close today. I will have had a wonderful time in this series of teaching. How many of you have been blessed by you are not honoring God. You come on and clap your hands if you indeed have been blessed. It's been awesome. This morning, I ended, of course, with the role of children. We dealt with the role of fathers, mothers last week. And this morning, we are ending the role of children. Children in our homes. Church, if there's anything you want to fight for, if there's anything you want to get it right, if there's anything... You really want to know that the enemy can't have access to. If there's anything in your life you really want to put together, it is your children. There's nothing that can change that. There's nothing so important in your life, of course, apart from God and the things of God, than your children. As a matter of fact, I was reading my Bible and something struck me. And I saw something, and I'm like, wow, that, that even though Jesus was God, Jesus was what? He was God in the flesh, right? He was, he was, he was God, he was God in the flesh. Even though he was God, yet when it came to his protection when he was a child, even though he was God, if he was God in the flesh, then when he was a child, he was still God. Are you following? Yet, when it came to the issue of his protection, the issue of his spiritual covering and protection, when Herod rose up to kill him, it was in the hands of the parent to protect him. Had the parents not taken Jesus to Egypt, Herod would have killed him even though he was born. That sounds the reason that it doesn't matter how great your children will become. Once they are your children, their spiritual protection and covering is in your hands. Are you with me at all? Jesus was God yet when it came to his preservation and protection when he was a child. It took the father and the mother to take him to Egypt. 
That stands the reason that had they not taken him to Egypt, Herod would have killed him before his time. Tell somebody, be concerned about your children. Be concerned. You want to look at somebody next to you and say, be concerned about your children. Be concerned. Be concerned. Be concerned. The role of children. What kind of children do you want to have in your home? What kind of family you want to have? What kind of children do you want to have in your house? What kind of children? What must children do? Number one, children must know the scriptures. Children must know what? The scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 says, And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. Church, what I'm showing you this morning, I believe, is the only way that can guarantee the destiny of your children. Your children must know the scriptures. And of course, Paul was speaking to Timothy. Timothy came from a Christian home. Because the grandmother was a believer, the mother was a believer, and then Timothy was imparted. There's nothing that can guarantee the destiny of your children, their future, their security, their lives, their destiny, than knowing the scriptures. And that from a child thou has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise. There is no guaranteed wisdom than the Bible. The Bible is the only thing that guarantees the brains of your children. Can I be a little bit blank and straightforward this morning? You don't want to worry about what your children are wearing physically. You don't want to be worried about what suits or whether they are wearing mini skirt or whatever you call it. Or you want to know what is covering their brains. Because when their brain is correct, what the way outside will be correct. But when their brain is messed up, you didn't got to say it. it doesn't matter what you put on. You can put on anything. It's only a matter of time. If your brain is not correct, what you put on will come down. If the only thing that secures the mind of your children, I'm saying, be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. The only thing that guarantees right thinking, right mindset, right understanding, living right. The only thing that guarantees the brains of your children is when they live and study and they know the scriptures. You wear whatever you want to wear. If you don't know the scriptures, and if your brain is not built by the word of God, it's only a matter of time you walk naked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what happened to the madman? His brain went off, and the brain started telling him that don't wait. The brain started saying, no, 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 no. You have to now start wearing the thing back to the front. You don't have to just cut this one and cut that one. All that mattered at the time was his brain was twisted. So when your brain is twisted, then your brain tells you what to do. If you really want to secure your children, secure their brains by the word of God. Their destiny, their life, their behavior is only guaranteed by scriptures. And I think it's a good place to clap your hands. The Bible says... The word of God, which is able to make thee wise. Wisdom comes from God. Now please understand, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is acquisition of information. 
And even knowledge, there are three types of knowledge. There's sense knowledge. Knowledge that you acquire by your senses. And there's experiential knowledge. That's what we call education, borrowed knowledge. You went to school and they taught you one plus one is two. Then there is revelatory knowledge. Knowledge that comes by revelation. What we call work of knowledge. In other words, I know things I did not study. I can talk to you about things nobody told me. I can begin to call your name and call your family name and begin to share things with you that I have not studied. The other day when Jesus asked his disciples, what do men say that I am? Some says that you are a liar, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And so what do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, no school revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. There's a knowledge that doesn't come by the school you attended or by your senses or by your experience but it comes by supernatural inspiration advanced knowledge it is embedded in your spirit and if any knowledge I need I know I need some education and I know I need some sense knowledge but my God I want word of knowledge I want revitally knowledge I want to know what God is thinking I want to know the mind of God is somebody ready for spiritual and advanced information look watch when I have advanced knowledge I know the outcome of situation before it happens you didn't get it what gives me boldness and audacity what gives me what some will call arrogance and pride you can call it whatever you want to call it what gives me the spiritual capacity the hope the strength the potency the power to do what i do is that i know the outcome of the circumstances look at me it doesn't matter what you're going through the end shall be glory I just know it. Come on, come somebody on the shoulder. Say, I just know it. <laughs> My God, someone say, how do you know? Someone say, how do you know? The calculation doesn't support what you are saying. The financial analysis doesn't support what you are saying. The medical report doesn't support what you are saying. The logical report doesn't support what you are saying. But for whose report shall we believe? We shall believe in the report of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. For eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men. The things God has prepared for those who love him. Is somebody here ready for advanced knowledge? Say yes. Come on, tell somebody you have advanced knowledge. You are not saying, I have advanced knowledge. Can you squeeze somebody's hand a little bit? Say, I have advanced knowledge. My God, enough of junk. Enough of what folks said. What CNN said. What Daily Guy said. What Ghana Web said. What PCFM said. Enough of those junk. It is about time. I know the scriptures. When the scripture is in my spirit. And it's embedded in me. I build my destiny. By the laser pins of the word of God. For the grass wearing. The flower fed by the word of God, it abides forever, forever, oh Lord. Your word is settled in heaven, the eternity of God's word is truth. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin. Again 
obeys you. Of course, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The devil is a liar. There's too much word in my spirit. The devil is a liar. I am more than a conqueror. I will survive. I will live. I will make it. I will cross over. It is well with me. I can't die. I believe the word of God. Will you rise up and shout and say yes? The word. The word. Can I tell something? The word of God is the only thing that is proven, tested. And church, it's not a joke. It is real. Because God will never ask you to do anything he hasn't done. You need God to do that. When God said this way, you have to be. It means he's already there. God will never tell you to do anything he hasn't done. In fact, Abraham thought that God was saying, give me your son. And Abraham thought that God had asked him to do something bigger. Come on, talk about uh, Only for us to know this Genesis. In Revelation, we are told that Jesus Christ was slain before the foundations of the world. That stands the reason that Jesus Christ was crucified before God ever asked Abraham to give him a son. God said, as if you will still argue with me, I didn't do it in the flesh. So the same mountain that Abraham sacrificed Isaac was the same mountain. The Mount Moriah is the same as Mount Gokota. Years after God said, let me do what I did in the spirit that you didn't know. I will sacrifice him for no man to beat me when it comes to giving. What I'm trying to tell you is that God's word is the only thing that secures the destiny of your children and their future. Watch this. Because the word of God has gone through every life cycle and it's proven that it's true. Okay, so let's go back to Genesis. Can we go back to Genesis? In the beginning, God created what? Heavens and the earth. And the earth was the dark, form, void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light and there was. Hold it right. What is that light? Then the Bible says, God now created the sun and the moon. A reflection of the sun in the night is a moon. The Bible says God created the lesser lights, which is moon by night, and the greater lights, which is what? The sun by day. So if the sun and the moon was not the lights that God said, let there be light, then what was that light? If God, after saying, let there be light, still created light, then what was that light? So they were told in John, the Bible said, in the beginning was the word of God, and the word was God, and the word was God. And the Bible goes on to talk about how that the word is a light. It's a light that lighted every man that cometh in this world. In the beginning, it was there in the garden. There in the beginning. Then the Bible said, Jesus came and said, I am the light of the world. So when God said, let there be light, what light was he talking about? He was talking about Jesus, which is the word of God that guarantees your life. Watch this. Watch this. I just want to say something. The word of God is proven. So Jesus became flesh and he dwells amongst us. True of us. True of us. That's one. He became flesh. Jesus became a human being. So God will never tell you to believe the word of God and say that, but the word hasn't gone through anything. Some people say, that, but this scripture is history. It was in the old. 
There's nothing that the word of God demands of you to believe or to have faith that the word hasn't been through it. So the word was born. So the word went through the first circle of life, which is death. The word walked the face of the earth, which is dealing with all the challenges you've been through. And it's still conquered. The word was beaten and still conquered. The word was hung on the cross and still conquered. The word died and laid in the grave, the greatest enemy of man, and the word still rose. That stands to reason. Every life cycle, the word has been through it. And the word is proving that when you believe it, you go to life cycle and still win. It doesn't matter what you're going through. From birth to death, the word is proving. If there's anything that can guarantee the destiny of your children is the scriptures. What are you giving your children? What are you giving your children? You want to look at someone first. I've been meaning to talk to you about it. I've been meaning to talk to you about it. You give your children mobile phone. You give them laptop. You give them all kinds of crazy stuff. It didn't even occur to you that you put the Bible on it. There's no scripture. There's no word. Can I tell them? You are what you eat. I said what? You are what you eat. I love the way we talk about faith in tree. In tree we say it's what GD. Take it and eat it. I've eaten too much word for anybody to confuse me. I don't mean at all. The only thing that guarantees the destiny of your children is how much word you have given them. It's able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ. I have a problem with a mother who is in church and the son it's nowhere to be found. I have a problem with our children not going to Sunday schools. I have a problem with those of you who don't even do money divorce with your children. I have a problem with those of you who will find out what work was given to your children from school. And not find out what work was given to them at Sunday school. I have a problem with the seriousness you attach to their school. All the schools they go have a problem with the seriousness you attach to that school than Sunday school. Look at me. Am I dressed? Am I dressed? You think I'm dressed, right? Do you know what holds this dressing together? If I remove this bell, you don't know what will happen here right now. The belt of truth. The only thing that puts everything you've imparted to your children together. The only thing that holds it together is the word. It doesn't matter what you give them. If the word of God is not holding it, it will come down. No wonder many people, especially in our country, in Ghana, we have only first generation blessed men and women. The second generation struggle. I don't want to mention names. Their father was so rich. Their children, they are fighting. They are in court. Fight over the properties. They don't even know how the properties came about. They are just crazy. They are confused because they did not put in their hands what holds everything together. I refuse to raise children who don't know the word of God. Can I tell you something? I found out that children that go to Sunday school always comes out better. You're not even clapping your hands. I found out that those who used to go to Sunday school, no matter how bad they become, 
They can backslide all they want. As long as you mention God. Something, am I lying? As long as you mention God. Okay, okay, okay. As long as they see a pastor. Oh, you're a pastor. Oh, those who didn't go to Sunday school. When you mention God, they didn't get angry. When they say a pastor, pastor be what? Pastor. Believe me at all. There are certain things we joke with. But it's what forms, what builds our children. If there's a vision you are giving your children, give them the vision of the word of God. Your children must know the scriptures. Be concerned about what scripture is in their spirit. Be concerned. Work with them. Talk to them. Let them quote scripture. Let them live the Bible. Be interested in that. I feel like dwelling here for one hour. That's the problem. Bible says that you err because you don't know the scriptures. The reason why your children are erring, they talk anyhow and speak anyhow and they behave anyhow is that they don't know the scripture, period. You give them junk food. You give them physics, chemistry, biology, computer science and they not give them the greatest science book and physics books. The book that override every other book, the word of God. Your children must know the scriptures. Because the word know here means aid or with means to see. Vision. The word of God will give your children vision. Number two, your children must obey God. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 2, the Bible says, And shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this end. And thou and thy children with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Your children must obey God. What happens when God is mentioned to your children, you say you are a Christian. What happens to your children when God's name is mentioned? They must obey. The word obey here means to hear intelligently and act on it. Number three, they must fear God and respect authority. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 21. My son, fear thou the Lord and the king. And meddle not with them that are given to change. Fear the Lord. There is no fear of God in our generation. This is the iPad generation. This is the internet generation. This is a generation that everything is first. This is a dangerous generation. It's a generation that doesn't fear God. Your children must stand out. Your children must fear God. The Bible says that the whole duty of a man is to fear God. And Christian said, let us hear the conclusion of the matter. What is the conclusion? The conclusion of the matter is that fear God and keep his commandment. Church, as simple as this is, is the only thing that can guarantee the destiny of your children. Fear God. The fear of God. The fear of God. Is the beginning of wisdom. Fear God. Fear God. Reverend, revere God. The word fear, hear me, to revere God. Your children must revere God. And they should not meddle with them that are given to change. The world is changing. But God doesn't change. If your children are the ones who are given to change, then we have a problem. Because a lot is changing, but the word of God is still the same. It's the same in China, in America, in Ghana, in Nigeria, and in Accra. Mama, you don't know what's going on. 
Mom, we don't know you. Are. You are just old school. And by the way, we are all children, right? Somebody give birth to you. Mom, you have no idea. You are back. You are backward. You are old. You are old. The word of God is never old. It's still the same. Fear God. Fear God. We fear God. Don't just curse God. Don't just speak anything. Don't just say anything about God and curse God. Fear God. The fear of God. Your children must be children that fear God. Wow. Number four. Children must remember their creator. Of course. Ecclesiastes 12 and 1. The Bible says, remember now that creator in the days of thy youth. Wow. The evil days come not. Now the years draw now when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Church, listen to me. Please listen to me carefully. Don't serve God when you are old. Serve God young. Young people, are you here? Young people cannot hear you. The reason why the church in England and in Europe is empty is that they've given serving God to old people. So they go to church to just drink coffee and tea. Oh, ladies. But there's something about serving God when you are young. My God, do you know what would have happened to me had God not picked me up when I was 16 years? Isn't it so nice to see all young pastors, young guys serving the Lord? They could have become anything. It is time to serve God when you are young. When you look at some young people next to you, say, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Don't serve God when you are old. Don't come to church when you are trying and trying and trying and trying and nothing works. You can't sit in church. Can I say something very funny though? Very funny but very strong. Can I say that though? When you are born again, you become a virgin. So it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want and say come to church later. I said, I said it's true. But what do you think? Why, why do you think when Jesus was coming, Jesus came to a virgin? He didn't like what I said. If being a virgin is crazy, then why didn't Jesus come to just anybody? I came to a virgin. Keep your spirituality. Keep your virginity. Keep yourself for God. Serve God. Love him. Are you clapping your hands, shouting and screaming and giving God praise? Don't look at me with that look. There's something good about serving God when you are young. When you serve God when you are young, you have energy, you have strength. You can push. You can preach. Let's take God on our Facebook, on our social media, on our WhatsApp, our Twitter, on our website. Let's meet them face to face at the marketplace. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Be young and love God. Be young and serve God. Don't let anyone despise your youth. You must rise up and preach and talk about God and give God a better praise. Will you clap those hands and shout? Say yes. I spoke about swap. Save with amazing grace. Swag. You can still have a swag and serve God. Who told you you can't be in your jeans and praise God? Who told you you can't be in your good suit and praise God? Who told you you can't do things for God when you are 16, 15, 18, 20, 25, 30, 40? The devil is a liar. I'm not serving God at 70. I'm serving God right now because when I start early, it helps my destiny. And you clap your hands and shout. Watch this. 
The Bible says, the Bible says, those that seek me early shall find me. That word early is not just morning. The early days of your life. How old am I? Look at me. I've preached the gospel for about 19 years. What does it mean? It means that God caught me early. But have I been a blessing to you? Do I talk like an old man? I speak with wisdom. Because right from 16, I caught the virus. Is somebody catching the virus this morning? Catch the spirit. Young people, will you rise up? Do I have some young people in the house? Can you clap your hand and shout? Say yes! Listen up. If there's anything I'm so excited about, is that the opportunity God gave me to reach young people. What's the sign? You look cool, serving God. Pastor you look nice. Dr. Paul, Odi, Pastor Samuel, don't look back. Don't look back. Say bye-bye to the world. Don't look back. I came to declare this morning, we are the generation that serve God. I love him. They may not like it, but this is who we are. We love him. The devil is a liar. I could have been a drunkard. I could be coming right now from the nightclub. But he saved me. He cleansed me. He put a jacket on me. He changed my receive a new life. Say yes. I refuse to live with regrets. You have no idea what he did for me. I know that grace. Grace is the difference. Push say grace, 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 grace. Church is waste, 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 waste of time. Enough of partying and partying and partying. Give your life to Christ. Invest. Invest in God and serve God. Don't be ashamed. Young people, are you here? Say yes. Anybody told you you don't know what's up? They don't know what's up. Every day worshiping, 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 worshiping. Do you know what happens to me? I mean, I told I can be high in God because I serve the most high God. Receive the spiritual highness. You shall be on fire. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Young people say yes. Remember your Creator in the days of our youth, church. Is an unfriendly world, very unfriendly to Christians. I remember one time we were doing a conference in Legon and we wrote a letter. I don't want to mention the name. One of these bottling companies, they do sweet drinks. And we wrote a letter to them and said, We wanted drinks to support our program in Legon with young people. And they said to us, If only we we'll play two worldly songs. We said, no, we said, if only you can play just one to blend it, to circulate, we will give you the fruits. We look at them, wrote back to them and said, take your drink. Trust God for God to make it. What I'm trying to tell you, there are companies who don't love God. You are going to build a company. You are going to build a company that will sponsor the things of God and serve God. Go the name of the company in America, one food chain like that. They said they don't open on Sundays. People start fighting them. Chiefly, whatever you want, but one of the successful businesses. What I'm trying to say, you can take a stand for God and still be successful. Look at me. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't compromise.
Don't compromise. You can be young and still serve God. Look at me. Do I look cool? Do I look okay? Do I look like I am some backward person? Do I look like I've lost my mind? No. Because God is a God of now. Now said this. God is a God of the 21st century. It is all about knowing God and knowing the scriptures. Quickly. Quickly. Ooh, thank you Lord. Remember creator. Remember here means ma so as to recognize. Number five, grow. Children must grow. Tell us to say grow, 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 grow. Tell us, I mean, you have been a baby for too long. Do you know that they are 50 year old boys? They are 50 year old what? Don't judge them just by their face or their age. Judge them by their level of growth. Children must grow. If a child who is 15 years and is still crawling, will you be upset? Yes. Because why? He or she is not growing. Look to the 2 verse 4. The Bible says, And the child grew and was strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Children must grow. They must what? Grow to be responsible. They must grow. It doesn't matter how I love my five-year-old. I will not give him a $50,000 Rolex watch. What will happen to that child? He will throw it and step on it and play with it and say, Daddy, I just destroyed it. Daddy, what do you think? I just destroyed it. So, if you are a child and you are not growing, God can never commit anything to you. And in this sense, growth here, I'm talking about even adults who are still children. Now, who are children here? The child grew. Please look at us and say, the young shall grow. And tell someone, say, are you growing? Are you growing? Are you growing? You've been born again for five years, for ten years. What shows you've grown? You've been born again for ten years. If you don't send a test, you can't come to church. You've been born again for 10 years because it rained, you sit at home. You've been born again for 10 years. You can't even do morning devotion and quiet time on your own. No scripture, no word. Empty soul. So depending on pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Hey, I'm crying. You are a child. You are a babe. You are a babe. You must grow. Say grow, grow, say grow. 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 The way you talk, the way you talk, it's an indication that you are not growing. I said, marriage is not for boys. Marriage is for men. For this purpose, a man, not a boy. You are still a boy. How do I know you are a boy? Your parents are still feeding you. You are not even responsible. Marriage is not about sex. Marriage is responsibility and purpose. If you don't, have, if you don't know how to assume responsibility, don't go and waste somebody's time. How do I know you are not ready to marry? When I check your car boot, in the front of your car. You can't even take care of yourself. What makes it you can take care of somebody else? You didn't like what I'm saying. I'm still being nice. What I really want to say, I'm, I'm still holding it. I'm not saying anything. Don't tempt me. Grow! Grow! But, and the child grew. Now the question is, the child grew, but what is he growing with? And in what is he growing? Look at the standard of growth. And the child grew and was strong in spirit. Your children are not grown until they are spiritual. 
spirituality, for the things of God, for the things of God. And measure your growth by how spiritual you are. Not how long you've been in church. Because some people are around propagating, but they are not spiritual. Been here, you've been here, you've been here, you've been here, and you are still crying as a baby. You've been born again, 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 and you still talk like a child. Please look at us and say, grow, 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 grow. Honey, you got to grow. Babe, you got to grow. Husband, you got to grow. Some men are not growing. They are still boys. But these are not days of boys. These are days of growth. And work strong in the spirit. And was filled with wisdom. You cannot work strong in the spirit and not have wisdom. Look at me. By the grace of God. By the special grace of God. I counsel 60 year old. 70 year old. I counsel leaders. Governors. Presidents. CEOs. Why? Because I am filled with the spirit. Because the spirit searches all things. He knows all things. He leads you to all truth. All you got to know is to be filled with the spirit. Children must grow. Tell somebody, are your children growing? Are your children growing? How do I know they are growing? When they are in school in America, do they still serve God? When they are school in London, do they still go to church on their own? I'm still coming back to that. I'm not living there. Mom, you are not doing well. Daddy, you are not doing well. Sir, you are not doing well. Put them in any school you want until they grow in the spirit. It is like there's no belt holding them together. Only a matter of time, everything will come down. They will start cursing Suing you, insulting you, they'll come and tell you all kinds of stuff. But your children must know that the only growth is measured by how spiritual they are, the amount of word in them, the amount of scripture in them, their prayer lines, their spiritual, how they treat others, how they talk to others, how they relate to others, how they judge others, how they love others, how they are able to sacrifice for others, how they are able to grow. I know you are growing, but in what are you growing? Growing is stealing. We become masters and professors in stealing. How to steal and nobody will know. That's why we are where we are. We must grow in spirit, knowing the word of God. What are we growing in as a people? What is the level and the measure of growth? The standard of growth as revealed here by scripture is growing by the spirit and the wisdom. Wisdom of God. Knowing right from wrong. Treating people right. Bible said, when they see your works, they will glorify your Father in heaven. When you grow in the spirit and you have the wisdom of God, ability to excel comes upon you. You excel with it. You excel without struggle. Jesus, increase. Increase. The word grow means to once be rooted and be enlarged. The word increase means here to drive forward as if by beating. Luke 2.52 says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in, and in, and in stature. And in favor with God. And favor with men. The word increase here means to drive forward. As if by pity. Number six. Children must subject themselves to their parents. Children must what? Subject themselves to their parents. My God, I love this one. I love this one. Because we live in a dangerous generation. A generation that don't regard mothers. Regard fathers. Regard our leaders, they don't regard anybody. It's all about them, them, them. Luke 2, 51 says, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. 
but his mother kept all this saying in her heart. Jesus was subject to his parents. What about you? What about you? He was what? Subject to what? To his parents. The word subject means to arrange under, to be subordinate, to put in subjection, to subject by obeying, to submit to one by control, to yield to one's admonition and advice. That's subjection. Can I take one more time? To subject means to arrange under. You must make a constant effort to arrange yourself under in the word of God. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. I'm not saying obey your parents after of the word. Obey your parents in the Lord. In scripture. To obey. Number eight. Children must attend and hear their parents' teaching. Paul instructed us in Ephesians 6 verse 1. Children, obey your parents where? In the law. That's where the key is. In the law. I'm not saying if your mother says go and kill, go and kill. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you must obey what? In the law. In the what? In the law. Obey here is a military word. It means to be commanded. It means giving up, hearing, listening, being responsible, carrying out. That's why the word of God comes for us to obey. The word of God is not negotiable. It's not activable. You can't debate. You can't change it. The earlier you obey, the better for you. I wish the word didn't say that, but that's what the word says. <laughs> Someone didn't like that. How many of you say that serving God is not easy? I say that all the time. So you're not the first. Join me if you say serving God is not easy. Join me. But it's the best. It's not easy because human beings don't make serving God easy. Amen? Amen? Jesus obeyed his parents. Next point. Honor your parents. Honor. Children must honor their parents. Ephesians 6 verse 2 to 3 says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with what? A promise. That it may be what? Well with thee, and thou mayest what? Live on earth. I've never seen anybody who dishonored his father and mother and live long. It's impossible. You cannot dishonor your father and mother and live long. Can I put it to you in the Bible? Can I put it to you in the Bible? Tell somebody, I've been wanting to talk to you about the way you talk about your parents. Tell somebody, tell somebody. Some concern about the way you talk about your parents. And it is true, some fathers and mothers are just difficult. But can I tell something? You must make sure that nothing happens by your hand. Whatever they do, leave it with them and God. Let God judge. Don't put it in your hand. Honor. Honor is a spirit. What you honor, you attract. What you dishonor will go away from you. You cannot dishonor your father or mother and be honored. Now, is it true that some fathers and mothers are difficult to handle? Is it true? True. But yet, it is still not in your hands. I was dealing with a situation. Somebody asked me, so how do you handle? I said, I said, when it comes to me, I do it as though God is watching. And I do it as though if God came here today, I will not be guilty. Because the standard is not here. The standard is God. The standard is not what your mother is doing to you. The standard is what the Bible says. Do yours and leave the rest for God to handle. You didn't hear what I said. In other words, what they do don't determine what you do. What you do is by what the Bible says because wrong is wrong even when everybody's doing it and right is still right even when nobody's doing it. Tell somebody, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Please squeeze somebody's hands a little bit and say, honor, honor, honor your father and mother. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Come on, look at some. Say, honor them, honor them, honor them. I can't feel you. This is so serious. Say, honor, honor, honor. It's a spirit. 
is what? A spirit. Proverbs 19 verse 20 says, the Bible says, He that wasted his father and chased away his mother is a son that causes what? Shame. And bring him what? Reproach. Wow. Proverbs 20 verse 20, the Bible says, Whosoever cursed his father or mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. What does it mean? For your lamp to be put out in obscure darkness. It means that you walk without light. It means that you walk in darkness so anything can hit you. The reason why many are struggling in life is that they've cursed your father and mother. No, no. If if your lamp is put out and if you are walking in darkness, then you can't even get to your destination. The destination is out. You are actually wondering. Many people are wondering in life because their lamp is put out. They walk in circles. No amount of prayer will save you because it's an ordinance. You can't change it. Tell somebody, I've been wondering to ask you, is your lamp put out? Please demand an answer right now. Are you okay? Are you okay? Tell somebody, have you checked the reasons why you may be going through what you're going through? Is it possible that your lamp is put out? In obscure darkness. Mm. Proverbs 30, 17 says, The eye that mocked at his father and despised his mother, the ravens, when you mock your father or your mother, you don't have eyes. And if you don't have eyes, you don't have vision. And that vision, you are not going anywhere. Nobody didn't like that. Because I know I'm doing a lot of young people in the church today and they don't like it. But I'm hitting it. It's not easy. It's not easy to be a son. It's difficult. But you have to believe God. In other words, when the ravens pluck your eyes, you don't see. And when you don't see, you don't have vision. And when you don't have vision, you are not going anywhere. Let me prove to you what happened. When your eyes are blocked out. Job 15, 23 says, He wandered abroad for bread. Saying, where is it? He knoweth that the day of darkness is ready at hand. Give me the NIV. says what? He wanders about for food. For vultures. He knows the day of his darkness is at hand. When you mock your father and your mother, you wander about in darkness. You look for food and can't find food. You can go to America all you want. You won't break through. It's one of the difficult things the Bible teaches. The honoring of fathers and mothers. Some of them are things. The word honor means to esteem, to fix value. For value of something, belonging to oneself, to honor, to have in honor, to revere, to lift up. Don't curse them. Mm. Take care of your parents. Genesis chapter 45 verse 9 says, you must take care of your parents. You must what? Take care of your parents. Sons and daughters must take care of their parents. My father said unto him, thou seest the son Joseph, God hath made me a lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. And thou shalt be near unto me. Thou and thy children, thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy hairs, and all thou hearts. Verse 11 says, And there I will nourish thee, for yet there are few years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all thou hast come to poverty. Joseph said, Go bring my daddy. I will take care of him. Don't drive in a Bentley, Rolls Royce, Jaguar, and have your parents suffer. Especially those of us that are spiritual. Those of us are doing a lot of witches, eh? 
didn't mind me. Your parents are witch. I know. I know. She's a witch. She flies, but still she gave back to you. Why are you looking at me like that? She's a witch, but she gave back to you. When you take that money and you give it to her, just say, Father, I bless this money. I'm doing this as scripture commands and demands. It's my spiritual responsibility. If this money is used against me, let it become like the ark of God in the land of the Philistines. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, some people are actually ashamed of their parents. So their parents don't look good. She's too old. She can't speak English. But she gave birth to you. When you were going to school and you were writing your name, she was there with you. You think I didn't go to school? I didn't go to school. If I didn't go to school and my son goes to school and he still writes Gideon down. So when he was writing down, so he was, my name he was writing. I was in the school with him. What I'm saying is that you must take care of your parents. There's nothing wrong with building for your mother. Renovating your father's house. Unless God says don't do it. And in most cases, God never told you. You just don't want to do it. There's nothing wrong. One day, a young man took his father and his son to a home. They drove for about four hours. Because the son loved the grandfather. So, the son and his father, that was son's grandfather, were very close. And the, and the man didn't like it. And the grandfather was difficult in the house. So he said, you know, come, come. I'm going somewhere. Daddy, sit in the car. Son, sit in the car. Let's go. They drove four hours out of town. And he put the father in the home. When they were coming, the son was very quiet in the car. And he says, son, why are you quiet? He said, I'm thinking. So what are you thinking? Said, I'm thinking about some things. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about? He said, I'm thinking about what to put you when you are old. Take care of your parents. Take care of your parents. And finally, sons and children must cover their parents' nakedness. It's not everything you talk about. Learn to keep quiet. Learn to shut your mouth. Learn to be mute. I've seen so many things that I don't talk about it. Leave it for God. Learn to keep your mouth shut. Cover your parents' nakedness. I know your father shakes. Yeah, that's my father. Shaking. He's always shaking. When you grow, you may be shaking worse. Are you with me at all? When you are close to your parents, you know things about them. You know their vulnerability. You know everything about them. Cover their nakedness. Tell somebody, cover your nakedness. How many of you know every family has got problems? Every family has got problems. Stop advertising your family's problems. Finally, cover their nakedness. The Bible says, Genesis 9 and 20 to 27. The father was drunk, but when he woke up, he knew what has happened. Can you imagine? When Noah woke up, he knew that somebody had done something. If your father is down, it's not the end of his life. Watch it. If he's a good father from God, he will rise up. Listen to this one. The word naked means nudity, shame, but the gender, nakedness of a things, indecency, improper behavior, exposed, undefended. This is not only our physical parent, but also our spiritual as well. Now, if I don't explain this to you, I didn't preach. I need to say this carefully, and please hear me. This is a whole subject on this one if I want to take it another day. I just want to say something. 
What happened to Noah? Noah preached righteousness for how many years? Hundred years. The guy was preaching righteousness. This is a guy that was saved by grace. So you really find out no Noah was actually saved by grace. That guy was a drunk and still was saved. You know what I said? Noah was saved by what? Do you remember when we preach on grace? I'm saying Noah found what grace. Because the guy was still a drunkard and was preaching. You know what I'm saying? Noah preached righteousness for hundred years. And after God saved him, the Bible says that he Noah began to become a husbandman and he planted a vineyard. And Noah was drunk by his vineyard. In other words, the prosperity God gave Noah made him drunk. That's still not getting it. Verse 20. And Noah began to become a husband man. And he planted what? A vineyard. Verse 22 says, and he drank of what? So the vine that he planted was the same vine that got him drunk. What I'm saying is that there's a kind of blessing God gives you, it can make you drunk. Oh, didn't, didn't want to say. No, 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 one more time, one more time. I said, there's a kind of blessing God gives you. That blessing can make you go off. I'm telling you that there's a kind of blessing God gives you, it can make you drunk. Some of you, if God gave you a certain car, you will sleep, you will drive the whole night of Accra. You don't get what I'm saying. You don't get what I'm saying. Is it true? Is it so true? There's a kind of blessing that can, there's a kind of wedding that can make you drunk. There's a kind of marriage that can make you drunk. There's a kind of prosperity. There's a kind of political power that can make you drunk. As many are drunk. They talk like they are gods. Hey. The truth of the matter is that we can't speak truth in the church. Because everybody's afraid. There's a kind of blessing that can make you drunk. Remember when you are nobody. You think as I sit here. For a Gideon, if you don't pray for me, I can be drunk. But this is a beautiful garden. Look at what God has done. It can enter my head. That's why I always need to humble myself. And I physically do. Whenever I finish preaching, all my pastors will bear witness. I physically kneel down all the time. I say, Father, thank you because I remember from where you brought me. I can't forget it. Noah was drunk. Tell somebody, is your money making you drunk? Here's somebody on the say, are you drunk by your money? <laughs> say, the way you are laughing, is it the joy of the Lord or the joy of your money? The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I will not be drunk. Fathers can be drunk by their power and their wine. And Noah was drunk. Now watch this. But look at what the problem is. Noah's drunkenness and getting intoxicated was not about Noah, but it was about Noah's children. Are you hearing me? If you didn't hear anything in this preaching, please hear this. Noah had finished the assignment. God is using his field act. In fact, the record is that the guy is excellent. He finished. It's like Father Abraham, after giving birth to Isaac and Ishmael and finishing the work and everything, passing the thing, God bless. After Sarah dying, Father Abraham went down to Ethiopia. And in Ethiopia, he found a black lady, Keturah. And Abraham, that couldn't function with Sarah, now has six children with Keturah. What I'm saying is that that is not God's concern. You see, there are some things you see about people you are worried about. God's not concerned about it. Because you know what? As far as God is concerned, the assignment is true. They finish the assignment. It is true. Because what God was doing, God was setting a platform to determine amongst Noah's children who should be more blessed than the other. So Noah must be drunk so it can become a test case 
for Noah's children. Be careful what you say about your father when they are vulnerable, they are weak, they are sick, they can't work, they are aged, and they are broken. It is a difficult situation because sometimes people you revere can do things that can shock you. I'm saying, isn't it my father who preached for hundred years? What happened? He's drunk, not only drunk, not only toxicated, he's naked. Everybody come in here. My father is drunk. The preacher is drunk. Prophet, the preacher is drunk. He's drunk. Bible says that when he declared no one's drunkenness, his two brothers had it. His two brothers what? Had it. And I'm sure that he, when he said the father was drunk and was naked, other children were there. They were playing with Shem and Japheth, right? And so Shem and Japheth had it and they took a blanket and they would not go with their face because they were not interested to see their father's nakedness. All that we are interested is to cover our father. Don't be interested in people who speak ill of your father. The problem is that the problem is that you are still friends with people who don't like this church. That is why you are going to go down because you, you are struggling and your friends don't like the church. Your friends don't like God and they are still your friends. There are some conversations you should not be interested. Sam and Jephthah said, we are not interested to see our father's nakedness. All we are interested is to cover it. And the Bible says, they went backward. They had to go backward because just in case another child is coming, they will block him and they go back to Kabbalah. You must be in a place where you don't only pray for this house and for the father of this house and for your own father. You must be interested in fighting those who fight them. And the Bible says, they went and they covered him. And Noah woke up. Hey, Noah, drink up again. The old man is up and knew what the children had done. It is believed that of course, Ham is a man with a dark skin. Noah did not curse Ham. Noah ignored Ham and cursed Ham's son. Because if anybody wants to attack, you attack what you love. He cursed Ham's son, Cana. Seven of seven. Curse him. Now, if I curse you, it's one thing. But if I ignore you, it's another thing. In other words, suppose you're concerned, you don't even exist. Have you been ignored before? He ignored and blessed the two other children. Now what I'm saying to you is that Noah being drunk was not about Noah. It was about the children. There are some things you think is about. It's not about me. It's about you. As you are fighting your pastor, your father, this house, your protection is what you are fighting. Your spiritual oil. Learn to cover your father's nakedness, your mother's nakedness. Every family has got problems. The reason why you talk the way you talk is that you are still a child. It's only a baby that will tell mommy I did it. When you are old, when you do it, you cover it clean and you move on. The reason why I know you are not growing spiritually, you are dying, you are weak is that you advertise the problem of your family. Every family has got a problem. Don't advertise your family problems. Learn to pray for the family. About the family. Start family. Pray for your family. Believe your family. Learn to fight for your family. Will you rise up and clap your hand and shout and say yes. Lift up your hands and say, Father. Say this morning. Say I release this atmosphere. And I declare godly parenting is in the house. So I said, lift up my hands. I secure my children. Will you lift up your hands? Just pray for your children right now. Open your mouth. Just pray for your children. Pray. pray. And lift up your hands. Open your hands. Just pray for your children. Pray for your children right now. Pray. Just pray. 
Your children will not dishonor you. Your children will love you. They will stand in the gap for you. They are doing well. Your children got greatness. It's upon them. It's with them. It's here. Lift up your hands right now. Kala Mazukitaya. Everyone lift it right now. Everyone lift it. Say, Father, say in the name of Jesus, just I lift up my hands. Say, I silence every attack of the enemy against my family. We lift up. Say, Father, if you are here, you are standing by your wife or your husband or your fiance or spouse, you can hold your hands. If your children are around, you want, to, you want to touch them right now. Let's pray. I want us to do something quickly. You can go and touch your children. Let's pray. Say, say Father, I secure my family right now. Just pray. Everybody, just pray. Pray for your family. Something's happening right now. There's a deliverance in the house right now. Your family will make it. They will succeed. It will swell. What was meant for evil has turned for good. The devil is a liar. Lift up your voice. Open your mind. Just pray right now. Kalabuzukitaya. I can't hear your voice. Lift up your voice and pray right. Lift up. Say, Father, say, save my family. Have we been blessed by this series of teachings? You want to clap your hands and thank God right now. You want to shout for God to deliver your family right now. I sense deliverance for families. Your family will be delivered. Say yes. Church of Jesus Christ is that we advertise our nakedness. We are people that don't cover our nakedness. We don't fight for anyone. The things that happen in the Catholic Church, if it comes out, the Catholic Church won't survive. But the Catholic Church have learned how to cover their nakedness. Things have happened, but they learn how to cover their nakedness and deal their problems within. But the charismatic church today, one thing is out. Everything is out. Devil is a liar. We are a people that eat our own. We kill our own. We sacrifice our own. We don't even pray for our pastors. We don't even believe God for a deliverance, for a touch. And as you are working on yourself, you want to believe God that God is also working on them. Will you lift your hands right now? Every hand lifted right now. You want to pray for somebody. Pray for your father. Pray for your mother. It doesn't matter how difficult. I dealt with a case where a father raped a daughter. And yet I said to her, it is still not in your hands. To curse your father. Leave your father for God. God will handle him. Kala Mazukitai. Will you pray for your family right now? That God will heal your family. That God will save your family. That God will deliver your family. And every hand stretch towards me. Right. Will you pray for me right now? Every hand. We should just pray for me right now. Just pray for me right now. Will you open your mouth and just pray, pray for pray for your pastor right now? Kala Mazukitaya. Hey, I can't hear your voice. I can't hear your voice. Children will succeed. Bible said they will speak to the enemies at the gates. You will speak to the enemies at the gates. You will speak to the enemies at the gates. You will speak to the enemies at the gates. What your fathers couldn't deal with, you will deal with it. What your mothers couldn't stand, you will stand. What fought your father, you will fight it. Lift Hands right now. I see victory in the house. I see deliverance in the house. I see miracles in the house right now. Lift up your hands. One day, one day David was under attack by Absalom. David was under attack. David was running out for his life. And a man by the name Shem. This man started throwing stones at David. He was throwing stones and throwing stones and throwing stones. And the Bible said, Joab said, can I go and kill him? David said, don't touch him, leave him. His time will come. When David was old and he was about to die, he said to Solomon, Solomon, my son, 
Once upon a time, this man stood against me and cursed me my vulnerability and threw stone at me. Now that you are king, kill him. Deal with him. Through sons, deal with your father's enemies. In other words, in other words, God is going to bless your children so much that their prosperity, their elevation will speak to those who hate you. You know, you know, you know there are some people who are mocking you, who are laughing at you as you are struggling, taking care of your children. They are laughing at you. Your children will rise up and your children will be a voice. What will happen in your children's life will speak for you and you'll be comforted. And those who laugh at you will say, hey, is that your son who has turned out this way? You will speak to the enemies at the gate. You know something? Your father will be proud of you. Your mother will be proud of you. You are going to be a big time testimony. As you lift up your hands, we speak prophetically that your children's life will be a testimony and it will speak to those who hate you. It will speak to those who despise you, who mock at you, who laugh at you. As you lift up your hands, Lord bless your family and bless your house with a blessing. In Jesus name. You want to shake about 10 people and tell them. God is building a good family in your house. It's healing your family. And your family will come back together again. And then this devil that entered your home is arrested right now. And the deliverance in your family in Jesus name. Just clap your hands. Give God praise right now.